Welcome to BCG Norway. Today we're talking about an extremely important topic, namely diversity, equity, and inclusion. Joining me is Bjorn Persson. Bjorn is the diversity and inclusion lead for BCG in the Nordics, a role he's had for one of the two years he's been with the company. Before BCG, he stopped by Spotify and Deloitte on top of getting a Master's of Science degree in International Business Administration at the University of Vienna. Welcome Bjorn and thank you for joining. Thank you, Tommy, very much. I'm super excited to be here with you today. That's great. So you're leading the development and implementation of the diversity, equity and inclusion strategy at BCG in the Nordics. What does that mean and how do you define those three terms? So we often name diversity, equity and inclusion kind of as one phrase, but I think it's very important to distinguish what do we actually mean with those. Um, And when we're talking about diversity, it's very much about the recruiting, very much about what, how can we get the best and the, the most diverse talents into BCG. And diversity are re- is really meant kind of throughout all different kind of dimensions. So this could be academic background, this could be from a gender perspective, this could be from an ethnicity perspective, from an LGBTQ perspective. So kind of what sexual orientation or gender identity do you identify with? Um, different abilities and so forth. When we then talk about equity, I think we need to admit that we're living in a very normative culture where we also have very different starting points. So by admitting those different starting points and um, ensuring that we are giving everyone the same opportunities, we're kind of ensuring uh, equity. And the inclusion term is very much about the culture. It's very much about what you and me uh, contribute to to the culture at BCG. Um, it's a it's a leadership topic, but it's also about the career development. How do we make sure that everyone feels welcome and everyone can kind of be their authentic self? Because that's um, the biggest likelihood that people will be able to thrive. Yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of psychological safety wherever you're working. Exactly. And so then, um, who are you in all of this? Who is, who is Bjorn? So, as you mentioned, I've been studying business administration, but I have had a, always a very strong interest in kind of organizational psychology and, um, and, and those people-related topics. So um, I was quickly focusing um, on, on the so-called HR side, uh, so human resource side. Um, and um, the, the diversity, equity and inclusion topic was always very close to my heart. How was your journey into BCG and into this role? So as you mentioned already in the introduction, I've studied business administration, but I had always a very strong interest into the um, into the organizational psychology. So directly after my studies, I started focusing on, on human resources and I've been working as a consultant myself um, with all different kind of the broad variety of, of HR topics. And um, I think this is also helpful for me to kind of understand the business that we are doing at BCG. When I joined about two and a half years ago, um, the Nordic um, HR team I, I was first focusing on um, our learning and development um, side. That's how I met you the first time. Yes, exactly. Um, but then <coughs> D and D and I, so diversity, equity, inclusion, became more and more important. And at some point, we realized we need someone to kind of drive and push this 
agenda forward. It's um, no longer a talking point. We have ex- actually exactly um, because that's a danger, and I was very pushing very hard for it because I said we need full resource, and then I was also pushing very hard to, to get there all myself. <laughs> um, so that's a bit how I uh, how I came into um, this new role. Does this uh, personally matter to you? Yes, it does, and I think that's also the reason why I enjoying having that role because it personally matters to me, and I, I think it has a, a huge impact on on what we are doing and on our culture as a white man being able to go to university to travel the world to see the world. I often have felt kind of very powerful and that I had a lot of opportunities that others didn't have as much. Um, but then on the other side, I also had some identities in myself where I struggled more with kind of dating men instead of women, um, having family member with mental illness, um, where I was not always so comfortable with kind of sharing with people around me um, and pretending to kind of be someone else. Um because I wanted to be kind of likable and I wanted to be the cool guy. Um, so I think this took a while um, and I just see the positive impact of having gone through that journey and seeing how much easier everything is when you can be your full self um, at work with your friends, with your family and uh, what positive impact that has for you individually, but also for the organization, because my performance just gets better, because I don't have to worry so much about um, what to say, what not to say, um, what topics to avoid, and so forth. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about what you are doing? So I'm, I'm, I'm working with our four Nordic offices, um, and everything... I do is kind of running initiatives, both big and small, with the same goal to become a more diverse workforce. So there I'm working very strongly with the recruiting teams. We're having targeted recruiting events. We're making sure that all our recruiting events are kind of inclusive to everyone. We are uh, educating our interviewers, our recruiting teams to make sure that we mitigate as many biases um, we have along the way and then I'm working very much with leadership and um, with kind of the cultural side of BCG looking into kind of what small things and what big things should we should we work on to make this an even nicer place to work at. And do you feel that you're getting the support you need in order to execute on those or then on the on the things you discover that you need to or you want to move forward on and to fix? More and more or less, yes. Um, I mean, working in such a fast-paced environment um, is sometimes difficult to get kind of the answers and the attention that you want to have. So, be very honest. Um, that can be struggling and that can be challenging. But overall, yes, absolutely. So, I, I can get I get full full support, uh, especially from our senior leaders, um, which is is great to have and it's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. So. W- why do you think that individuals can perform better in a inclusive organization versus in a non-inclusive organization? So I think that people that are breaking the norms in some aspect, um, and the more norms they are breaking, um, 
the more difficult it gets. Um, I don't. I honestly don't think that they can perform over a long time very well in a non-inclusive organization, um, because especially not if with with a good well-being, right? And that's where we where we want people to to be as well. We want people to enjoy the journey at work that they're on, right? Um, so I think if you can bring your whole self, if you don't have to worry about um, saying something wrong, about being uh, different, about um, raising your voice, um, then it's problematic. And if you feel that psychological safety you talked about, that you feel, okay, I can contribute, um, people are interested in my thoughts, people are interested in um, what, what I have to say, because that's the reason why I got this job, then it's just, um, it's just beautiful and it's just um, great to... Yes, because you get no. to, you get to, uh, no, no, it's, 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 uh, it's um, so you get to basic, you, you're even, at one point you understand that the diversity of thought is one of the most important aspects of each individual. So the better you allow each person to just kind of be, in a sense, within, you know, a framework that, that functions, of course, the better each person can function. And then the team, because you get all these different ideas and, you know, more brains usually better. Uh, yeah. So in a situation where you're not able to come as your whole self at work, does that, do we have, you know, does that create a situation where it's kind of a, a, a downward spiral? It's a lot, are you carrying around this backpack of tension or is there, do we know anything about that? Yes, I mean, there, there are studies about that as well. Um, that kind of the more um, you have to change who you are, um, the more stress it will cost and the weaker your performance will become because you kind of just struggle with what you um, uh, who, yeah, what you bring. And you're um, so, so focused on fitting in that you can't, mm. you're taking energy from doing the job and putting them into trying to fit in instead of getting to do the job. Exactly. And if that's an issue in, in, in diverse organizations more than in non-diverse organizations because in diverse organizations <laughs> you kind of break the norm more often. So what does a perfectly inclusive organization look like? So I, I don't I wouldn't say there is a, a perfect one and I wouldn't say that um, our culture um, is perfectly inclusive so far. Um, I think we have to be that honest but we are on the right way um, and we are progressing um and um the path is clear um the willingness is clear um and we will continue that journey so how do you how do you tackle the change work because there's a lot of i was going to say ingrown hairs but there's a lot of uh, roots sitting on how things have been doing it's a, you know a rinse and repeat culture this just think of like our and our company with how we recruit how we interview that there's so much history there and there are the, the same challenges in so many other organizations how do you then approach that that change work and, and what are the success factors so i think the first important thing is to to make people aware um to make people and individuals understand that we are operating in a very normative society 
Um, the second step is then to kind of highlight the advantages that some people might have uh, and others don't. Um, and then the, as a third step, I would um, try to make people understand where are there they individually uh, on that scale. So what kind of advantages do they experience that others might not experience? So it's a lot about creating awareness. Yeah, that's uh, that's um, such an important point. So in in this um, in through this work, do you have any examples, experiences that you're proud of, achievements? You know, something that sticks out. So, I mean, this year we have been focusing on on several dimensions of diversity. We've been focusing on the, on the gender topic. We've been focusing on the uh, educational backgrounds because we went to just uh, recruit people from more academic studies um, because that will also increase the, the, the diversity of thoughts that we have. Um, but another very important topic was the, the, the pride at BCG group. Um, we saw that there is also very low percentage of uh, members that identifies um, as LGBTQ or are open about that at work um, in in BCG in, in the Nordics. Um, so we had a focus on that uh, for, for a couple of months or it's more than a year now. Um, what we can see is that numbers have kind of increased um, by, I think it's about 400% over the, the last one and a half years, which is great. Um, but it's not about only the numbers. Um, I think what was, was so great is uh, we partnered up with Copenhagen this summer where Copenhagen hosted World Pride and we, we wanted to be humble and we wanted to kind of contribute and be part of the bigger change as well, not just the, the internal one. So we... We launched a survey about um, young LGBTQ students and what they expect from from employers. Um, we had our leadership participating um, in panel discussions uh, in different kind of events in, in Copenhagen, and we hosted a, a recruiting event where we really wanted to give insights into the colorful world uh, of management consulting. So the name of the report is "Why the First Year Matters for LGBTQ uh, Employees." All right, so we link that in the uh, below the description of the podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting report actually, and because it says that um, we really need to focus on being um, open-minded and inclusive from the very beginning of an employee journey, so people are most likely to come up. So seventy percent of the respondents, um, kind of on a global average, that that will come out in the first year of an employment. Um, then it's 10% that come out after the second year. Um, then it's 10% that come out after the first year. Um, and then 20% that kind of uh, stay um, close to with their, their sexual orientation. Um, so that really encourages how organizations need to um, be... Day one, open environment. Exactly. So in, in all this um, really exciting conversation so far and, in, and insightful, um, we haven't really covered roadblocks. Uh, so, so, you know, what, ro what uh, roadblocks do you have and how do you overcome them? So 
I would say implicit biases are, or unconscious biases are, of course, one one roadblock because they kind of uh, are triggering triggering a bit um, how we how we act and how we behave. But I think I want to to talk about something else um, that is equally important. Um, I honestly, having lived in different parts within Europe, um, think that in the Nordic countries the um, way of being afraid saying something wrong is actually a, a quite uh, quite big roadblock for for inclusion because people um, are afraid to do mistakes um, and yeah, I'm terrified. Ra- yeah and r- <laughs> rather than that they uh, they don't say anything um, I've talked to people from 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 outside Europe that kind of struggle with the the Nordic culture because um, they want to be included. Um, but no one would ever tell them if they do something wrong as well, because we're just too polite. Uh, and that way, they never can really feel part of the society um, in that sense, because um, we're just um, not, not correcting them. Um, and I, I would really wish that we are a bit more curious meeting people where they are, like not being on f- offensive and kind of um, asking all those questions if you realize that uh, the person you're talking to is not willing to share. But I think talking about yourself, sharing who you are and seeing how does the person opposite of you react on that um, and how much is this person willing to share um, opens up a conversation um, and curiosity um, is uh, a great way for um, learning and becoming more uh, inclusive and aware in the end. I think there, there are so many good points and it, and it leads us to a lot of reflection because the, it doesn't cost a lot to open up for others, but it's just uncomfortable. And I think we cannot change who we are, um, and and we are who we are. But um, just being slightly more um, curious um, and ask questions. I think people are often afraid to 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 ask, for instance, same sex couples about their private life. And I think that's completely nonsense because um, then um, it just becomes much more of a thing than if we naturally would talk about it um, as it is, right? By not speaking about it, um, the situation becomes, I think you said, it's awkward, right? Mm. So thank you for joining me today, Bjorn, for this insightful, inspiring, and at times uh, personal conversation. I hope you will join us again for future episodes. Yes, thank you very much again for having me. It was um, lovely talking to you. <laughs>